0: What's going on, Miami Dolphin fans? FL Teams is here with the most important season preview that we will do all year. Um, with me, of course, is our founder, our editor, our everything, the young goat, Isaac Edelman, to talk all things Miami Dolphins leading into this NFL season. It's right upon us, man. We've already started the season out Sunday. Everything just really kicks into gear. This is like Christmas Eve, man. This is this yep. is this is Christmas for a football fan. So, how you doing tonight, Isaac?
1: I'm doing great. Look, I love all sports, and there's still sports going on. But honestly, the most important sport is America's sport, the NFL. I'm excited to see the NFL return. Most importantly, excited to see the Miami Dolphins hit the field because they have high expectations, to say the least, heading into the season.
0: Very much. You know, it's funny you mention America's sport because I do think, you know, they'll say baseball is America's pastime. But the NFL is going to be remembered by this generation as America's pastime. Baseball is great, but th- there's nothing quite like the NFL season. So, um, you know, before we jump into what we see and what we do, Isaac, let, let's let jump in the wayback machine and let, let's go through the offseason. For you, what were some of your, you know, your highlights for the Miami Dolphins offseason?
1: Well, I think. Uh, acquiring Jalen Ramsey in a trade was big time. It wasn't something that was speculated a lot about. It just kind of happened. And it was yet another impressive add to this team, because obviously if you're you're looking at the past few years, I know Byron Jones didn't turn out, but when that happened, everyone went crazy. Tyreek Hill, that was obviously huge. Um, and then of course, Two new running backs, Raheem for Jeff Wilson, coming in in the past few years. So the Dolphins are a team that has changed a lot, right? Braxton, Berrios, this offseason. The good thing is you're seeing change being made. You still have your key pieces, Jalen Waddell, Tyreek Hill, Tua, Kristen Wilkins, you name it, they're still here. But then you add some key players. That's what really got me most excited about this offseason, the change in this team.
0: You know, Chris Greer is low-key – a really, really good GM. When you sit back and look at the moves that Chris Greer has made, he's won a heck of a lot more than he's lost. Yeah. And he doesn't really get discussed that much in the NFL landscape. But if you look at the things he pulled off, starting from the Laramie Tunsil trade and everything that he brought in from that, and how that ends up being Waddle and and all these other things, I mean, he really is. I mean, Chris Greer is an architect. And um, you know, of course, him and Flores didn't see eye to eye, but I think McDaniel's a guy who goes a little more with the flow. So while I love those additions, for me, going back a little further, man, I'm representing my boy tonight. Mm -hmm. Zach Thomas finally, finally, finally got his bust put up in Canton. And, uh, man, Isaac, I know with that age gap, but I can't tell you what it was like for me on a Sunday to turn on the TV and know that I was going to have Zach Thomas and Jason Taylor. And the way Zach Thomas outplayed everything that was ever expected of him He was too short. He was too slow. He was too everything. But literally, Brady, the GOAT, will tell you the nightmare was facing Zach Thomas. And for him to finally get his dues, I think, is fantastic.
1: Yeah, that's that's absolutely big news for the offseason. And it's funny because even though Dolphin fans were also dying to get Zach Thomas into the Hall of Fame and they're still... Very stoked that he is in the Hall of Fame. I bet when you ask, oh, wh- wh- what are your thoughts about the Dolphins' summer and their offseason, no one's going to mention Zach Thomas because everyone's just so focused on what's going to happen Sunday. So kudos to you for not just focusing on what's going to happen on the field because Zach Thomas obviously isn't going to be on the field this Sunday. Zach
0: Thomas got me through many miserable Dolphin years, <laughs> so thank you, Zach. But speaking of that, look, I love week one and the matchup that we have. Um you know, we'll jump into the schedule a little bit more, but you know, let's look at the roster breakdown. Somebody that you mentioned, Braxton Berrios, um, you know, it was a little bit of a shock that the Dolphins ended up cutting, chosen, and you know, didn't keep him around. And now Braxton Berrios is listed as the third wide receiver on the team. Yeah. And I don't know that you could get much better for that than this fit. I thought Cedric Wilson was going to be that guy last year, but he didn't. But with the speed of Hill and Waddle on the outside, I think Berrios really works the slot well. Um, And he's interchangeable. You can roll him to the outside with the speed that he has. I think he's a receiver that fits very well into this Dolphins offense. Um, So I'm, I'm excited to see what he does.
1: Yeah, Braxton Berrios went to the University of Miami, so it's good to see him back at Hard Rock Stadium. And you're absolutely right. For a wide receiver three, Braxton Brio's is one of the top options in the NFL. And honestly, you still have, right, Cedric Wilson and River Craycraft. Basically, when Waddle Hill went down, they were the next guys up. So the fact that they moved back in the depth drop, but they're still on the team, just shows that the Dolphins just bolstered their depth this offseason.
0: They really did. And I think another side, you know, we're talking on the offensive side. On the defensive side, um, something that goes under the radar, again, is in the NFL, you can never have too many cornerbacks. Right. You can never have too many people in the secondary. And while you mentioned bringing Jalen Ramsey on is such a big move, in true Dolphins fashion, it had to get met with some tragedy as Jalen gets hurt. We're not quite sure how long he's going to miss. It seems like his recovery is moving along pretty quickly. But in the interim of that, you know, Vic Fangio had to find an answer on the other side of Xavier and Howard. And again, because of the depth, because of the digging through that secondary. I still think the Dolphins secondary set up pretty well.
1: Yeah. I mean, the Dolphins, the last few years, I mean, they went from having one of the worst defenses. And then when Brian Flores got hired, they had a pretty good defense. And now if you look, you know, what's happening in 2023, the Dolphins defense is amazing. And their secondary was really the, the, the part that stood out. I mean, Xavier Howard was the NFL interceptions leader just a few years ago. Last year, very, uh, very under expectations but look the Dolphins defense gets injured way more than the offense in my opinion outside of the quarterback situation but when we saw what Zach Sealer did and Christian Wilkins last year the D-line impressed me because we knew what the secondary could do Jeremiah but the D-line Christian Wilkins, Zach Seeler, they got to the quarterback every single game there was not one game where we were concerned and then Jalen Phillips, I think, took a big leap last year. I, I mean, look, he's still very young. You can't have that much of high expectations. But, look, it's another Miami guy. So you have to shoot them right into the Miami Dolphins and expect good things. So, look, I really like this Dolphins defense heading into the year. And, again, what needs to happen? You can't just focus on the star players. You have to focus on the players that – Maybe it did not shine that much, and I know you want to talk about Noah Igbignockney, however, you pronounce his name. <laughs> not that it matters.
0: Go ahead, give your Noah is officially gone now. We that that experiment is over, but I'll tell you, you hit the key on what makes this Dolphins defense better, and that is Sealer and Christian Wilkins. When you have two guys in the middle who can plug this, playing in a, yeah. a base three four, and they're going to require you to pay attention to them. Guys like Jalen Phillips can then get off. They can just they can just put their ears back and go. Right? We don't know what we've really got with Agba. I mean, Agba had a great year. He was a little banged up last year. Maybe yeah. this year he comes back to form. If so, that's a heck of a pass rush.
1: Agba Agba's first year as a Dolphin was very very impressive but last year he was banged up when he was on the field he wasn't the best another guy that wasn't the best when he was on the field last year was jerome baker i I want to see more out of jerome baker he was basically the star of the dolphins defense with brian flores Mm -hmm. and last year i don't know what happened he wasn't bad it it wasn't like we were cursing him out when we watched him but he wasn't impactful in a positive way let's just say that
0: he's decidedly mediocre Yes. Um, right. So I think one of the things that went under the radar for the Dolphins, and we talk about Chris Greer and acquisitions, David Long Jr. coming over from the Tennessee Titans to add yeah. to that linebacking core, he can step in to be that true leader toward the middle that we kept asking Jerome Baker to do. Jerome Baker plays the run really well. He's really not good in space and in coverage. But now when you put that together, Jerome Baker, David Long Jr., and Bradley Chubb with another year, you know, acclimating to this team. But I think more importantly, Bradley Chubb reuniting with Vic Fangio. Yeah. Vic Fangio is, he is the guy for this defense right now. Which is good because
1: Bradley Chubb, you just, you just basically said it. You said that Bradley Chubb now has a, a season under his belt with the Dolphins. He did not get going last year. You know, when you have the Pro Bowl name attached yeah. to you. As as a Dolphins fan, you, you just expect to see really good things. You expect to see Pro Bowl stuff. But let's be serious. He barely had any time with the Dolphins. Yeah. And guess what? He now has a coordinator that he really knows he's attached to. And the coordinator knows him, right? You don't just need to be attached to the coordinator. The coordinator needs to be attached to you because – Look, as much as you have to look up to your coach, the coach sometimes has to look up to you because it's a mutual relationship. It's not like father and son. It it honestly could be coach and coach at some (laughs) times. And you could expect that out of Chubb because he's a veteran. So the good thing about this Dolphins defense is a lot of veterans, not a lot of young guys. Eli Apple, I know we we could say what we want about him. He's a veteran. And let me tell you, Javon Holland, I, I don't, He's not a veteran. I don't think he's young anymore. I think Javon Mm -hmm. Holland is at the right point in his career where he is not afraid to be under the spotlight, and he's definitely not afraid to be under pressure. So this Dolphins defense is basically fully ready to go. They have a ton of experience, and we kind of know that because the Dolphins haven't really drafted any defensive players as of recently. But, hey, this defense, especially with Vic Fangio, is experienced, they know what they're doing. I don't expect to see them look shy, look scared out on the field.
0: No, you know, we don't have to go into the whole cover zero and the amoeba fronts and anything anymore. We were gimmicky, right? And we had to be. But if you look back at successful teams, Bill Belichick was one of the best that you, you didn't necessarily draft the best player. You found the guy who was the best fit for what you were going to do. OK, there may be a more talented guy, but you found the guy that slotted into what you wanted to do. Yeah. And, and, and in a weird way, this Dolphins defense right now is built almost perfectly for what Fangio loves to do. We mentioned Xavier Howard. He's another year older. X got exposed in man to man a couple of games last year. All of a sudden, I mean, he's still, still a heck of a corner, but it's not like it was when you could just put him on an island and say, exactly. X shut him down. That's not yeah. him anymore. Fangio plays a lot of zone, so there's going to be safety nets in that. He loves athletic safeties. You know, you have Javon Holland that you mentioned, Brandon Jones back from injury. Holland and Jones together were great, and all through camp, all we heard was Brandon Jones was fighting for his job. There were two or three guys behind him. It wasn't much of a fight. Brandon Jones is meant to be where he's supposed to be. Him and Javon Holland make a heck of a safety duo. And you know what? I'll go back to Chris Greer. I'll pat him on the back again because we mentioned Eli Apple, who is a veteran who has played in big games with big teams. He's not on the other side of X. Cater Kohu is. Undrafted Cater Kohu in his second year. We didn't know the name last year. Yeah. And this guy is just such a dog. He fights. He he he's he plays hard. He knows where to be. He really so he's slotting in now at this the corner opposite Xavier and Howard. Um, so I think all these pieces are sort of in place and you've got an architect who knows what to do with it. One thing I will applaud Mike McDaniel for, and you saw this as a Dolphins fan, Brian Flores wanted complete control. He, he wanted his hands in everything. He wanted to be the guy across everything. I love that Mike McDaniel surrounds himself with people and trusts them to do their job. Mike McDaniel is not going to go to... to the defensive coordinator, he's not going to go to Fangio and tell him he's got to switch up coverage or he needs to do this or he needs to do that. Mike McDaniel's going to defer to his defensive coordinator. And I appreciate that about a head coach because sometimes you have to humble yourself in this game to get better and get bigger. And so I, I think the Dolphins have put that together really well. But on the flip of that, Isaac, as you and I were talking a little bit before we go, you know, on the offensive side, we know about the receivers the question mark really comes in at running back. I mean, of course, the question mark is, can Tua stay healthy, right? But the Dolphins are taking a unique approach to the running back position. Um, y- your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, the I think the unique approach you're referring to is the fact that the Dolphins don't have a true running back uh, one. They're going with a lot of running back twos, which I like. I wouldn't like if it if they only had one running back two as they're starting running back. This is who they went with. Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson, who's going to start off injured. So Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert, very good running back twos. And they're going to split, basically, time at running back one. And then, again, this is sliding in as your running back three and four, but they are basically running back two caliber running backs Devon A-Chain, the running back, the speedster, one of the fastest running backs in the NFL, to go along with Mostert, one of the fastest running backs in the NFL. And then Savon Ahmed, who showed a lot of flashes last year. And now that Miles Gaskin's gone, we could see more flashes from Ahmed. So basically, I I just told you guys, four running back twos. Again, the Dolphins don't have a true running back one. They don't need two because they have four running back twos and they have Two of the best wide receivers in the N- in the NFL, Hill and Waddle. Obviously, you'd love to have a good starting running back. They were trying to get Dalvin Cook. They didn't. Here's the thing. If you have very good wide receivers and you have very good running back twos, you're set, and I love the Dolphins' approach.
0: So I think this was very uh, evident last year, and you heard me talk about it in any podcast that I did or any live stream. The Dolphins just didn't run the ball enough. Yeah. I think it's very indicative if you look at this, the way that the Dolphins were able to spread out the the defense covering the speed of Hill, the speed of Waddle last year, worrying about Gasicki in the middle. You Raheem Mostert averaged over five yards a carry last year.
1: Yeah. And
0: and you know, the big knock on Raheem has always been can he stay healthy? And you pair him with Jeff Wilson, who very much plays off of him and again averaged almost five yards of carry. So I, Mike McDaniel kind of brought the approach over from San Francisco. And if we look at the good San Francisco teams and, you know, prior to McCaffrey, it was still the MO, right? Before they got McCaffrey, they had two or three guys that they would exactly. just slot in. It yep. protects you from injury a little bit, but you you can also have specialists in situations. Um, Ahmed underneath the radar is a really, really solid back. I'm not surprised that he beat out Miles Gaskin. Ahmed runs hard. He catches the ball. He blocks well. Uh, I like that if we're talking about backfield, that we still kept Alec Ingold, So we have a true fullback on the roster. Not many NFL teams can say that. And with our tight ends, letting Gesicki go means more time for Durham Smythe, who is a much better blocker and can also be an outlet for you. So you've got your weapons out, but you have pieces in the run game that are going to help you succeed. You heard me on our week one NFL preview. I'm a huge, huge fan of Devon A chain. Yeah. I think he's the reason they didn't really push too hard for Dalvin Cook. Uh, He's very Dalvin Cook-esque. He's extremely fast in space, can catch the ball. And I, I think that's a name that's going to make a splash this year. It's funny. I always joke, like you said, they were fast this is like legit if you took 40 times and extrapolated that out tyree kill jalen Waddle, raheem mostert and devon h8 they could win a gold medal in the four by four I yes mean, they, yeah you're they're, right they're, no, this you're is right. olympic level speed you're right at all positions and so that that makes them very dangerous at that yeah. point
1: and, and let me tell you something about A chain obviously he was really good at Texas A&M. I know he had a good supporting cast. And, of course, in college football, he had a lot of big runs that broke out for <laughs> touchdowns. But that's what makes college football so fun. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. You guys know Boston Scott of the Eagles. Mm-hmm. He had flashes. He was a rookie. He played against the Giants, and he had a big game. Mm-hmm. i ex- That's the perfect comparison. I don't know player builds skill-wise, their comparison. But I'm going to compare... 8-chain to Scott in terms of their rookie season, Scott being far in the depth chart, but becoming a starting running back for one game and dominating. I think Devon a chain will have that type of game as, you know, a, a, a running back in the back of the depth chart, but he gets his, his you know, opportunities once or twice every game, and then one game he's going to have 20 carries, he's going to dominate that's what
0: I expect. I'll take that all day long because I think really what they've done in this running back room is you have Mostert and Wilson who are very similar and have played together. The big knock is they both have health issues, right? So what you're doing is gambling on at least one of them will be healthy each week, right? Mostert might miss three games, but Jeff Wilson's healthy. Wilson misses two, but Mostert's healthy. Now you're just interchanging these guys – and then you have your, your change up with H who can also go in motion as a great receiver yep. and work out of a slot. And then Ahmed is your guy who is just consistently solid and can provide what you need to provide. So I, I really think they've done that well. And, and as we keep some praises on the defense and the offense, Isaac, we're going to need it this year because when you look at the Dolphins slate of games, this, is this is no, I mean, every NFL season is different, but if we take history into account and in recent history, the Dolphins got a pretty brutal schedule. There, there's yeah. not a lot of gimmies on this thing.
1: Yeah. Look, we're not going to go through every game, but as we do in every NFL team's season preview, we'll touch on the top games, and then we'll touch on an overall season record. So I just want to go down the list, and, and then after I do, I want to hear your input, Jeremiah. Sure. But it's interesting that the Dolphins' first game of the season is an insanely tough matchup.
0: Really?
1: One of those matchups that people love because it's again the Justin Herbert versus Tua controversy. Yeah. But it's at Los Angeles. That's an insanely tough game. And then, of course, you face the divisional rivals, rivals, the Bills, the Patriots, the Jets, who are better than in most recent years, especially yeah. the Jets. Usually you'd say two easy wins this year. It's going to be hard. I don't want to say it could be two losses, but it could. You never know. Then you play the Giants, who, who we played them last year. Then we play the Eagles. That's obviously tough. They just made the Super Bowl. The Chiefs can't get tougher than that. Yes, you can, because of course you're going to play the Cowboys, who are still a playoff caliber team, and the Ravens. And of course you have to face the Bills twice a year and the Jets. So this is not an easy schedule. And nothing tells me that. The Dolphins can easily beat a team like the Titans or the Raiders mm. or, well, they'll beat the Panthers, but the Broncos, right, with mm-hmm. Sean Payton as a coach. So with, with those are the big games. With those and said, Jeremiah, what do you think about the schedule? Obviously, it's tough, but hit, hit on a few games before we go into an overall season prediction.
0: In, in a really weird way, Isaac, I like it because in many of these Dolphin years, we never know who we are. They run off four wins, they lose three games. They win four, they lose three games. Inconsistency. This schedule is going to tell us week to week if you can answer the bell. Yeah. Right? There's not a lot involved here that's going to be easy. Playing the AFC West and the NFC East, that's a tough draw, right? And the AFC East got way harder with Aaron Rodgers coming into play in another year for that Jets defense. And Buffalo, of course, is Buffalo. The Patriots are still Bill Belichick. I mean, you know, you got to prepare that that you're going to have to play hard and, and to win those games. And then mix in the Titans, who we don't know, right? We don't know what's coming in that game. The Ravens. Um, so the games I'm going to tell you are most important are the games that, as a Dolphin fan who doesn't live in Miami, <laughs> that I'm going to get to go to this year. Yeah. So, uh, hopefully the Washington Commanders. I have a connection at work that's going to bring me to the Washington Commanders game. Uh, a very good friend of mine gifted me tickets for New Year's Eve when the Dolphins play the Ravens. That's Week 16, which whew, like that's playoff stretch time in Baltimore. That's a big Baltimore, game, that's Jeremiah. A big big game. And can you tell
1: can you tell the viewers that you bring luck when you're in Baltimore and the Dolphins play?
0: Hey, last year, man, we rolled when I took the little man. Where does Jalen Waddle jersey as the Dolphins stormed back in the fourth quarter? It was beautiful. Go review my TikToks in the link on JFrog817. Listening Here's to the a silent I, crowd of purple camo was I,
1: awesome. I, I'm not going to bring up my, my thoughts on Tua and this show. Otherwise, we'll, we'll going an hour. We'll keep that hour. You. But the only thing I hated about that Ravens game is it happened kind of early in the season, in the yeah. first half. So yeah. we had those expectations for yep. Tua. If it happened towards the end of the season, it, it, it would have helped me a little bit better because since it happened so early... Myself, along with a ton of other Dolphin fans, did not think good of Tua's other performances when he
0: was healthy. Sure. Well, here's the thing. Again, what I appreciate is there's always this ambiguity with the Dolphins. Who are we? Right. So you beat the Bears, you beat the Packers. Who are we? Hmm. There's not going to be those questions this year. We're going to know who we are. Exactly. We play the Chiefs, we play the Eagles, we play the Ravens, we play the Cowboys. You know, we're going to know who this team is. Yeah. And again, on that Sunday night, October 22nd, I'm going to be in the stands in Philadelphia. I'll be rocking my Dolphins gear, but luckily I'll be surrounded by Eagles fans who like me. So hopefully the mob will leave me alone. Yeah. But, but it is, I mean, this, we're going to know who we are.
1: Yeah, but mm-hmm. I, I said this on FL teams a lot. This is yeah. what I ask out of you Dolphin fans. Do not take anything, anything away from week one except a loss or a win because the Chargers are not just insanely good and they're not just home. The Dolphins, I think, are going to struggle mightily and it's not going to look like the Dolphins team you're going to see throughout the rest of the season. So the Dolphins, I think, even if they win, they're not going to look good. At least they're not going to oh, look. No team week one should look 100%. But in terms of the Dolphins' skill, they're going to look like a non-playoff team. Believe me, get over it. It's just week one. It's a Chargers team that's good. That's not how they're going to look the rest of the way. So please, Dolphin fans, do not put much effort. Put effort into watching it. Believe me, it's week <laughs> one. But don't put too much effort into you know taking feedback from that game.
0: So if you remember last year, the Dolphins started buzzsawing people when Tua was healthy. I mean, they were running through people, right? Yes. The Chargers were the first team with Tua Healthy that slowed down the Dolphins. They schemed on defense. It was the worst game I think I saw Tua play all year. That was
1: the night game we live streamed.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was bad. I mean, Tua was bad. And, and the Chargers had an answer for this. The only good play was Tyreek.
1: The only good play was Tyreek Hills. Crazy touchdown where he picked up a fumble, picked
0: up the fumble and took it around the corner. But but so you got to remember. I mean, the Chargers had an answer, and, and they go, almost laid a blueprint and Mike Williams for how was, to be able. And, to and stop Mike
1: Williams, offense. Mike Williams always shows up when you don't right. think he's going to show up. Every and Austin
0: Eckler, and I mean, I'll give Justin Herbert all the credit in the world. I've always said again, I wanted to draft Herbert. When this draft came, I didn't want to. I wanted Herbert. I'm very satisfied with Tua way more than you, but I was on that Herbert train and I still think Justin Herbert is a great quarterback. And I'm not extrapolating too far, but one of the things I fell in love with my man crush for uh, Herbert, he just reminds me of Marino. He's got a big arm. He stands in the pocket. He's not afraid to test the windows. There's just, it was very Marino esque, right? Yeah. I thought it would be great to have him in Miami. So Wrapping them up, we, where do you think we are, Isaac? Where do you think it ends, man? How, how do you think this Dolphins season rolls out?
1: Well, I, I have the Dolphins winning their division. So, you know, I, I, when I when I look at a record for a team, right, I literally count the, their games. I look at who they play, and I say win or loss. But, of course, in the back of my mind, I'm going to talk about the Jets, the Bills, what are their records going to look like because I have to have the Dolphins winning the division. Well, obviously – you're gonna play 17 games and for me the Dolphins are on 11 and five football team. Uh, 11 and six, I apologize. Mm-hmm. 11 and yeah. six football team. Uh, for me, the 11 wins shows how good they are, but because of their tough schedule, I have them losing six games. I think that's enough to win the division because the bills and Jets are not going to have insanely good records because again this division's so talented. Each of those teams is going to lose against each other, in my opinion. So, honestly, I, I I'm satisfied with uh, a, the Dolphins having an 11 and 6 season. It's obviously an upgrade over last year, but most importantly, the Dolphins need to make the playoffs, but win in round one.
0: Uh, we need that one victory, man, and and you know we almost got there with Skyler last year. God <laughs> love that young buck, um, but. Uh, you know, a side note on that, we didn't touch on it, but the Dolphins also made sure they have a backup in place that if Tua goes yeah, down, Mike they White. can win a couple games. Mike White is very talented in short spurts. Um, I, I'm with you on the 11-6, and six, but I think that is a hard-fought 11-6. and six. I'm with you. The AFC East may be the best division in football uh, between the Jets, the Bills, and the Dolphins. Those three teams are going to beat each other up. We have to see how good the Patriots are. We do, but you can never underestimate what happens. They always pull off one or two that they shouldn't. Exactly. Right? Because just coaching and, and where it is and you can't take that away from them. And now so they you, have Gusecki. Right? So you got these three guys, these three big teams beating the crap out of each other, plus having to play New England. Exactly. And and then the, you know, just like we have to play the NFC East, so does Buffalo. So, you know, so do the Jets. Exactly. That's right? why I said you got to play the NFC ever- West. So whoever Buffalo, whoever wins, wins a division
1: yeah. is going to have an eleven and six record because you're not sweeping the teams you play. You're going to lose against basically sure. every AFC East team. So eleven I think and it's six be the
0: best eleven and six team in football. Like when, yes, whenever whoever absolutely. gets out of the AFC East gets in, they're going to be ready to play football. There's no this isn't like the NFC South, right? I mean, you win the NFC South, I, I you get a small try. I mean, it's an awful division. It's not the case. And the schedules are weak. These guys are really going to play juggernauts every week, all the way across the division. I'll go with you on the 11 and six, but I truly do think that Miami can make a run. When we talk about our offseason, Isaac, I think I told you as we roll through stuff, I've tried to stay away. Uh, I try to keep my expectations very low, and I want to go in and just be flat because every time I get way up, it ends up bringing me way down. But I will say, top to bottom, this has got to be the most talented Dolphins team that I've seen in my 30 plus years of fandom, top to bottom roster, skill, talent across the board. This is the most talented Dolphins team that I've seen. And I I hope they do something special.
1: Yeah, no, me too. And obviously because of the age gap, that, that tells me something. Because you've seen a lot of Dolphin teams. And honestly, you've probably seen the better half of the Mm -hmm. Dolphin teams. Because since I've been born, the Dolphins haven't been the best. I mean, when I started watching football, all I can remember is Jay Cutler throwing screen passes every two plays.
0: (laughs) Oh, Jay. Thank you. That was Gase. Oh, my God. But look, I I saw the end of the Marino era, right? I saw with that Zach Thomas and the Jason Taylors, but we never had a running back to back it up. You know, we didn't have a Mm -hmm. receiver who was going to be that guy. We had an Irving Fryer. We loved Chris Chambers, but we never had truly elite talent. And and again, I've seen all the Dolphins quarterbacks since Marino. Say what you will. I know you hate Tua. We haven't had one more talented than Tua all the way around. Yeah, it's sad. It's
1: sad in my eyes that since I've been watching the Dolphins, the best running back was Jay Ajayi. And the best (laughs) quarterback was too, honestly, because the wide receivers we can at least say were good and the defense and everything else, even the offensive line, the Dolphins had had good stretches, but quarterback and running back since I've been born, think about that. Not since I've been born, since I've been watching football.
0: Right. You know, I didn't even think about this, but like you missed the wildcat year. As a Dolphin fan, that might've been the most fun that we've ever had. Week one in New England and all of a sudden this weird offensive scheme comes out that nobody had talked about, nobody had heard about. And Ricky Williams and Ronnie Brown just run crazy over New England. And it happened all year. Nobody could figure it out. Nobody could figure out how to stop these two guys. And Chad Pennington, you know, was just the orchestrator underneath. That was the most fun year that I have had as a Dolphins fan. Um, <laughs> But I I have high hopes that this one could be right up there, man. Awesome. No, we're we're really excited uh, to
1: provide you guys with a great season of coverage. And I think we provided you guys a pretty good Dolphin season preview. We didn't need to talk about Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle the whole show. We know what they got going on. We wanted to tell you guys what you guys maybe don't know and more of our Deep thoughts. We don't have deep thoughts about Hill and Waddle. They're amazing. They're going to have over a 1,000 yards. (laughs) Yeah, they're
0: fantastic. So
1: that's basically it. Any final thoughts?
0: Look, it's just going to be a fun year, and I look forward to all the FL teams coverage. Everybody, again, FL teams live, we try to slot that in. Uh, It may vary on some days this week, but we'll make sure through socials we'll let you know when that is. And, uh, you know, just all the coverage, and it should be a fun year. I will say this, Isaac, I'll back you on your Twitter thoughts. It's very hard for Dolphins Twitter not to go insane. Just temper your expectations. This is going to be a marathon. We're going to take some L's and we're going to win some games, but I think the end result is going to be good. Just just stay the course. Nothing's too much or too little, right? I mean, just understand this is a growth project and it's in place and enjoy the ride, you know, good or bad. Enjoy the ride. Yeah.
1: So with that said, Everyone, make sure to follow flteams.com at FLTeams on social media. We are your go-to one-stop shop for all Florida sports coverage, the nation's only website that covers every single sports team in the state of Florida. Guys, have a great rest of your night. Enjoy Football Sunday and enjoy a great year of content from us and hopefully content from the Miami Dolphins. Have a good rest of your night, guys.